0: My guest today has traveled to over 95 cities and 52 countries as a journalist, but one place he never went until he was in his 60s was a local school board meeting. Now his passion is school board accountability and protecting kids from indoctrination and from what he calls suicide bullies. Every mom needs to hear what Bill Robinson has learned. So stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlinis, your host, and uh, welcome again to the podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us again this week. I love spending time with you and sharing uh, great interviews every week with parents and people and authors and all kinds of folks that have great information that will help you mama in your journey through motherhood. Right here at the top of the show, I always invite everyone, would you please like, subscribe, share, even write a review. Uh, We would surely appreciate that because this is how we get our message out and help moms all across the country as they are raising the next generation of patriots. So uh, also here at the front of the show, I do want to make sure that I invite everyone to join Moms for America. If you're not uh, with us, would you please join the movement how do you do it, Deb? Super simple. You go to the website, momsforamerica.us, sign up for our newsletter, fill out an inquiry form. We will go ahead and check with you, help you uh, find out about Moms for America groups in your area, or you can start one, let you know about all our webinars, seminars, all of our great information. So join the movement. We are Moms United all across the country fighting for faith family, freedom, and the Constitution. I say this always, moms, because uh, we're like the ultimate support group for you. So please go ahead and check us out at momsforamerica.us. Also, if you have an idea uh, or a topic that you would like me to address here on the podcast, would you email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net? I would love to hear from you. Alrighty, on to today's episode. Well, you might not be familiar with the term suicide bullies, but this term and this phenomenon is very real. It's happening in schools all across the country. There have always been bullies, right? But this, this is something else. These are bullies who goad and prod their victims with suggestions that they kill themselves. This is so sad. Too often, these vulnerable kids do end up committing suicide. Our guest, conservative journalist Bill Robinson, writes on what is happening in the public schools for Newsmax. In his own small town of Asheville, North Carolina last year, seven young Christian girls killed themselves in five months. How absolutely tragic. Bill is so passionate, and he is literally fired up about protecting children from these bullies and the apathetic school administrators. Take a listen. Well, welcome Bill to the Moms for America podcast. We're so glad to have you.
1: I'm grateful to be here with you, Debbie.
0: I was saying this morning, you've got some good vibes here. Are you always this positive when we were chatting?
1: No, I'm not this positive when I'm in front of a, of a, a hostile group of grooming uh, school board Ooh. members. I'm definitely not this, uh, this pleasant and happy, but I'm right. happy to be with you.
0: You are. So and- we're excited for you to share this story because moms want to know what's going on um, yes. so they can protect their own children. But before we actually get started, would you tell us a little bit about your family? Dad, grandpa, sure. What, sure. what do you got over there?
1: Well, I'm the father of, uh, of two daughters and uh, the, the grandfather of two more. So I take especially seriously, I, I, I take everything that's done to children and adults uh, by by evil people seriously, but especially for girl, young girls. That's something that had that, uh, um, you know, that Dante, as Dante would say, a special circle in hell is reserved for these people. Yeah. And I I I just I am so angry and upset with these people. You, you, when you call them people, you have to use that term very loosely because yeah. what kind of person um intentionally and with malice aforethought hurts a child? Mm-hmm. And right now in this country the school boards are um aiding and abetting. It's more yeah. than just being complicit. Complicit is just kind of being an idiot and standing on the sidelines and watching stuff happen, they are aiding and abetting. And just like, say, I guess the best metaphor is Charlie Manson with the Manson family. He wasn't going out and committing murders, but he was certainly behind them. And that's what these school board members are. We have to get rid of the school boards. Uh, The old Sicilian proverb is uh, the school, the fish stinks from the head down. So we could clean up our schools and fumigate our schools, but if we leave the rotten school boards in in place, we're never going to get anywhere.
0: Well, Bill, like you said, don't mess with you when it comes to the kids here, so... Uh, I could see how, you know, you really are extremely passionate about this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your background, your history, your profession, right? Lifelong journalist covered a wide variety of topics, traveled the country. Uh, how did you end up so passionately about writing about America's public schools? How did this take us to the beginning? So we understand the conception of it. Then we'll go ahead and talk about, about some things that are happening.
1: Well, I started as a business journalist writing, uh, Appearing on CNN and writing for a Wall Street Journal and Fortune and Forbes and the Financial Times. I wrote for virtually every business publication that I wanted to write for. And then I morphed into a technology journalist and learned a lot about different softwares and the emerging internet and wireless technologies, et cetera. And then um, in 2010, I had a kind of a chance encounter with Ariana Huffington at the UN. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point that I decided something had to be done about what was going on in America. And I con- I confronted her and I said, you know, you've got a problem here. And she said, she said, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I said, the problem is that uh, r- more than 50 percent of America's readers won't touch the Huffington Post because they're conservative readers and they 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 look at you with disdain. And she said, oh, how do I what do I do? I said, you hire a real conservative writer like me. And that's she said. She said, "Oh, I, I, she said, why is it such a problem?" I said, "Because your ad revenue suffers if you don't have half of the half of the pop potential market out there." So she said, "Could you come in at three o'clock uh, tomorrow and meet with me and my editors?" I did. I mean, she's virtually the enemy. So it took a lot of biting of my tongue to go through this conversation with her. But then I ended up writing for Huffington Post for over eight years, and I was the only conservative columnist for them. I was going after the Obama administration. This is two thousand ten. Uh, just going after him and and that whole that whole regime that was so wonderful to this country a
0: lot of material there yeah
1: yeah and uh I ended up getting nominated for a Pulitzer Prize while I was there and which is very rare for a conservative Christian conservative like me uh and then I moved on to Newsmax and I've been writing for Newsmax for almost five years now
0: all right well that now we know that this is someone who is a investigative. Uh, They understand um, a story. Um, So you kind of ran into your own story that really personally affected you, right? In your area of Asheville, um, with with young girls, with suicide. Um, Tell us about what happened. Uh, Did you go to a school board meeting? And how how did this start?
1: So I live in Asheville, which is really the belly of the beast. Um, I'm I'm from New York, so I know what Uh, Being around insufferable Democrat communists is like, but in Asheville, it's really bad per capita. It's right up there as as bad as New York, Chicago, or L.A., but more importantly, it's in this triad of Asheville, Austin, Texas, and Berkeley, California. This is where the people are really completely off their rockers and have seized uh, control of the public school system. And they're destroying our children. So I lead a, a small patriot group in Asheville that's trying to make a difference and trying to fight back against this monolithic trans-queer insanity in our, in our schools, our public schools. And uh, I, I got a call from one of the ladies there who goes to a small Baptist church in a, in a, in a small suburb of Asheville. And she said, Bill, something is happening here. Uh, one of our young girls uh, hung herself uh, the other day and I said, oh, what, so what's that all about? And she said, well, um, she committed suicide because she was being bullied at school, but her grandparents and her parents had no idea what was happening. And so oh, when okay. I came to find out, she said, do you want to come to the memorial service? And I said, yes. And uh, so I went to the memorial service, even though I didn't know the girl or her family, but I went to pay my respects and, uh, and had my spirit crushed that day a little bit because um, I do have two daughters and granddaughters and, Um, The death of a 13-year-old girl who hung herself. She was loved by everybody in the school except for a small group of insane um, uh, children sanctioned by the school board and the principals and the assistant principals and the teachers. Let's not forget the counselors and the librarians who are also Uh, just rotten to the core. I mean, our entire school system is crumbling because of rotten people. So she, I went to the funeral, to the memorial service, and there was a picture of her in her soccer uniform. The whole school was there. The church was packed. Her soccer team came in their soccer uniforms, and uh, a young lady, her best friend, sang. And well, it was so hard for me because I had been to both of my parents' funerals, and you know, they were sad, but my parents led full lives. There's nothing worse for a parent, myself, or any anybody who's a parent. Yeah. And to see a 13-year-old girl with so much potential. You know, we had no idea whether she would have been a, a mom of six oh, or a Nobel Prize winner or, or an attorney, whatever. We have no idea what she would have become because she was forced into a position where she had no choice. Her little 13-year-old mind that's still developing – uh, was destroyed by an evil school board and an evil public school. Okay, system.
0: let let's stop here because you you keep saying it's an evil school board, an mm-hmm. evil system. How did that system play into a girl committing suicide?
1: So, um, so let me let me um, so her best friend and I've gotten close to both the families of of her name is Kylie Wilhelm, thirteen okay. year old seventh grader. Uh, and and her best friend, uh, who sang at her service at her okay. memorial service, uh, when her best friend walked out of the church, there were a bunch of kids gathered outside the church, and the kids said to her, "Kylie was an idiot. You should kill yourself too." So mm-hmm. the suicide bullies were there, and there's a new form of bully. It's a suicide bully. They're not right. saying they're not saying you're fat. They're not fat shaming. They're not saying nobody likes you. Although that's part of it, certainly still. Like when we were kids but now they're saying you should kill yourself and if you don't kill yourself we're going to beat you up and leave you out back by the dumpster or okay, we're going to let, let me
0: let me let me clarify this cuz we haven't explained what suicide bully is happening in the school so this girl was terrorized by suicide bullies right. at the school and mm-hmm. this is kind of a posse of ultra mean girls horrible or maybe it's boys too i don't know and they taunt um their classmates to kill themselves
1: yes exactly and so uh, so it's, a, it's let me give you the people who are, are responsible for this in the school the kids and they're being spurred on by spurred on by the their principals and their teachers who are all these you know it used to be you couldn't judge a book by the cover but now you're seeing green haired teachers with nose piercings who are just filling the kids fil- with hate for Christian conservative kids for their classmates. I see what and you're so, saying. And so and so it works in another they use they use a, a, an army of a couple of different um, types of kids. One is there are roaming bands of trans queer girls that go through the halls, they're in the lunchrooms, they're outside when the kids leave before the parents pick them up before they get on the school bus, they ride with them on the school bus, they terrorize them every single minute of the eight plus hours a day that a parent increasingly uh, leaves the child in the public school. And and now for most parents, it's just like, they're saying, I can't leave my child in there. So, So that's the first one is the trans queer hordes of girls. And they go after Christian conservative girls. I saw your great interview with Amy Henry, Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were both kind of wondering why they were targeting her daughter. They targeted her daughter because she was a nice girl with Christian values and uh, probably supported President Trump, probably believed in God and the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And those are the people they ate on. The other group, besides the roaming hordes of tran- trans queer girls, are the furries. Now, this is a form of cosplay psychosexual thing that adults were involved in. And somehow it's gone to school children. So, the, I'm not talking about kids who wear like cat ears and pink whiskers on their face. They wear full costumes with mechanized tails. So, they're in tiger costumes and the tails go up behind them and move around. They lope around the hallways uh, on all fours. And then they go into class and the teachers say to them, um, Oh, so what's the, what's the, you know, what's A, C, A squared plus B squared equals C squared? And they go, Meow. So they completely disrupt the class. There's no learning going on anymore. The school systems, these particular schools and many others around the country, have no money left for books or homework or real teachers that teach anything but gay pride, uh, uh, genital uh, mutilation, and puberty blockers. It's 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 crazy. So the girl that went out and... Um, and um, was immediately confronted from bully, by bullies, suicide bullies, I call them, because mm-hmm. it's not the regular bullies. Their sole goal is to get these kids who won't cooperate, who won't start taking puberty blockers, who won't say right. they're lesbians. Right, or
0: who, right. Or who do not accept or embrace um, the same ideals that this group does. And I think, really, I just want to clarify what you're saying is that you're feeling like the teachers, which I, I agree with you, ha- ha- are, some – some teachers are creating an atmosphere um, that is intolerant and brutally confrontational within the school. they like a culture of hate. And then these young girls who are, um, you know, challenged with their either sexuality or
1: identity, is, yeah.
0: confused. I mean, that are just mm-hmm. having real mental issues are very susceptible to jumping on this hate train and then this becomes their passion at the school you know bullying used to always be used to always be mean girls this is a whole new level right
1: well, well, and from what I heard from Amy Henry is that the schools are ignoring it, and they right. are—they they did are. nothing. So that makes them criminally responsible for what happens. And uh, you know, so the, yeah. so the young lady that sang at her best friend's funeral, she goes outside. They immediately started on her when she went back to school the next two days later. She got a text from a Ukrainian boy. That's ironic. And uh, it said, "It said you you have to kill yourself now. Now that Kylie's killed herself, you now you need to kill herself." And this twelve year old girl told me, she said, "You know what happens when they succeed with one girl? They immediately go after her friends." So that's what this was part of. This is a, this is a planned thing. So they went after her best friend right after their success, right in in kind of sick quotations, right after the success of getting a twelve year old girl to kill herself, and so it's it, uh, oh and and so she got this text from this boy and the mother of course uh took her to the police department immediately and they said yeah. okay great we're gonna get right on it and we have the text we know who it's from it's the phone number's right there and uh mm. and and uh they get right on it and, and so they said we'll get back to you and then she took it to the principal to school he said uh yeah we'll we'll uh get we'll get right on this he's gonna pay a a heavy penalty for this because they, the they know who this is
0: now. They know who is. They know
1: who the boy was who made the suicide threat via text. And so the next day, when she wasn't with her mother, she was in class. She came, and the principal came to the class and said, asked to speak to her, I, I took her out in the hallway, and said, um, "I need to, I need to borrow your phone. I'll give it back to you next period." When she got it back the next period, the text was deleted. That's criminal. I mean, see, this is not just. What? And, and one of the things I'm avoiding is. I'm avoiding this thing about not all of them, because we all used to say this, not all of the teachers, not all of the school boards, not all of the principals. When you're talking about something as serious as our our children's lives, because they are taking our lives now. It wasn't enough to maim them or get them on puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. Now they they are actually taking their lives if they won't cooperate with their rotten, evil, satanic plans. And so I've stopped saying that because it's safer to Mm -hmm. assume they're all evil and proceed accordingly. If we start making exceptions and say, well, maybe there's a good teacher, I'll tell you, the good teachers the remaining are are remaining in the school system are com- first of all there are few because it's just like the funding the police. When you get rid of the good police officers, you're left with the bottom of the barrel, the dregs. And so the same thing is happening in our schools. It's been a slow process, but haven't you heard of good teachers to saying, "I'm not teaching anymore. I can't be in a public school? Oh well,
0: there is a whole movement within the teachers' movement is. to take back yeah. the schools, regain education, regain the the school board. So we do see a lot of of positive movement, but the battle is huge, especially in certain states, especially in s- certain school districts. Um, the battles are are raging clearly from parents to teachers to school boards and education. So, let, let's finish this discussion here. So now these bullies, um, you feel, uh, were 100% um, uh, allowed to kind of do what they're doing because the school now is erasing texts. What What did the school do to protect these kids?
1: This they, girl, do they do person. nothing. They do nothing. They put them in jeopardy, and they keep them in jeopardy. And so the only so, – and, and and around this time, I'm getting more information about the best friend of uh, Kylie. Um, I'm also finding out there's been more suicides. So I found out that eventually I discovered that there were seven suicides of young girls in, in this the same area, in this county, in the city of Asheville and the, in, in oh. the surrounding county. We're talking about an area of 200,000 oh. population. And so the idea that seven young girls would commit suicide from January 1st last year May twelfth of last year, we have no idea how many more kids have either attempted or committed suicide from May twelfth of last year to now, because the school boards are very adept at covering everything up. The last thing they want is any press about a, a, a school, uh, a girl that uh, committed suicide, and so they go to the parents and they say, "Oh, this is a horrible tragedy, and we really don't want you talking to any press about it. Mm. We really don't want to. We really don't want to publicize that it was a suicide." Of course, the parents are. Are grieving beyond compare, and they don't want to. Um, they don't want any publicity about how their daughter committed suicide. So there are really only two confirmed examples of suicides in this area. But I proceeded back to the idea that you don't say um not everyone is like that i assumed that what i was hearing from other parents and other concerned individuals in these, in these er- in this area was true that seven girls had committed suicide since the beginning of last year so what i found i started going before the school board and saying seven girls have committed suicide School board says, yes, oh, it's an awful tragedy. We've been fighting bullying for a long time. And I'm like, you're not fighting bullying. You're creating these suicides because you're starting with the pronoun pins. You move on to reading the dirty books. This is how it goes. This is how rumors work, right? Mm -hmm. Pronoun pins, they bully them into changing their pronouns. They give them little stupid pins to wear around school. And then they take them back from them before they go home so the parents don't see them. The dirty books, they do the same thing with the books because they don't want us to find out about that, but we found out about all that. The furries, they've been denying that the furries exist, but the furries do exist. I have videos of them, and I put them in two Newsmax articles I wrote about these schools. And so the furries exist. They've been saying, oh, they don't exist. That's insane. These people are off their rockers. No, the furries exist and they, and they, you know, it's just the puberty blockers, the mute oh, puberty, right. the secrecy, it just goes on and on and on. So when I found out about the seven suicides, I went before the school board. And for six or seven months, I was constantly berating them about the suicides. After they said, oh, it's a terrible tragedy, then they started saying, well, this is the suicides of, um, of trans queer, very confused children. And I've got a lot of sympathy for confused children. What I don't have sympathy for is confused, sick adults who are impaling young children uh with their own political and sexual ideologies that's what's happening here so finally the school board admitted that there were seven suicides so i had the other five okay and so I, i knew that was true i just knew it was and then they finally admitted it after monthly batterings by me and some other people and uh And it's all part of Marx's hatred of the nuclear family. When you refer to the nuclear family, that's what Marx wants you to do because it makes it sound so unemotional. This is a family with American values, with real, you know, with real family values that believes in a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. And, you know, adults don't abuse children they don't know and don't kidnap them and you put them into sexual slavery. I mean, the whole thing is it's like sound of freedom in our schools right now. Yeah. It really is. And it's all related to Marx. If you believe in open borders and destroying our economy, you sure as heck believe in destroying the sexuality and the future of our children.
0: Wow. So sure. horrific. Um, where are we now in this school district? And again, the parents that are listening, I want them to understand that suicide bullies, this is all, this is wrapped up in all kinds of um Uh, terrible things that are happening in the schools. And I don't know if parents really know that their kids could be, this could be happening to them. Has the school made any, um, like you said, they made some admissions, have they made any changes in policy or, and what are your suggestions for parents that are listening right now?
1: Well, so they may, their only admission was we're starting a suicide prevention program that involves once a kid makes a call to a friend and says, I've had enough, I'm checking out then all of a sudden they swing into action it's a day late and a dollar short it shows no concern for yeah. the lives of children what can parents do oh my gosh so i just attended i'm six i was i'm 65 years old i just attended my first school board meeting last year and i have children and grandchildren i mean i'm ashamed to admit that but parents have to swing into action and i'm not suggesting anybody go and get arrested as i'm certainly willing to do what I'm suggesting is parents go and put their butts in the seats there, and at least sit and listen objectively to what these people are talking about, because it's, it becomes patently obvious very quickly yeah. that they have evil intent for our kids. So do that. Homeschool your kid if you possibly can. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to homeschool them alone anymore. You can. Um, there's a lady near here so who put together options, a yeah. put together a community of parents who are homeschooling, so that one parent takes the group of children every month and then they're free to do their work and whatever else they have to do. And and it's a community of sharing homeschooling. They do that. Um, You know, charter schools, private schools, if you can afford it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just stunned at um, millennials and Gen Zers who are making uh, big money working for tech companies and they're putting their kids in public school. I'm like, no, please, if you have enough money, put your child in a private school, a Christian academy, one that has good Christian values. That's where your child's going to get the best um, the best uh, education. But at the end of the day, I think what's coming is the complete and utter demolition of the public school system. It's going to be a shame for we're, we're going to come up with alternatives for the lower income families that have children to be educated.
0: Parallel Eric education system. We're talking about this all the time because we we have to take, we have
1: to take these people down because they're not going to change willingly. And the only way is to just, so in, in North Carolina, where I live um, there's some incredible news. We're making great progress. A lot of our parents are going viral. There's a real feeling of Loudoun County, uh, Virginia, 2020. We need to keep that going. We need more Loudoun counties. We should have never stopped with that, but it was a great accomplishment at the time. Um, between 2022 and 2023, the uh, total amount of children enrolled in North Carolina public schools went from 97% to 87%. That's a drop of 10% of all mm-hmm. children in public schools, and really it's going to destroy true. them financially. It's going to hit them in the purse, so they can't can't hire more DEI consultants, and they can't hire more. They can't hire more uh, transgender, uh, trans queer uh, counselors. But we have to really, I'm increasingly starting to believe that we have to get rid of the public school system entirely because parents get your kids out of these schools. This is not just happening here. Suicide's up 103% among school children in North Carolina alone. It's happening all over the place. And so, so
0: young. Oh. It used to be like, well, when I was in high school, right, we never heard. I think it was like one person that commits suicide in all of my high school. We never really yes. heard about it. And then yes. it became more and more. And then now it's becoming um, a, a, like a, a movement. And it's so sad. And I, I just think, too, we've, we've talked a lot about this on the Moms America podcast, that parents have to just be recognize the signs right away make drastic changes with their children, pull them out of that atmosphere, protect them, do everything they need to do because they are so susceptible, especially if they're dealing with autism or if they're on the spectrum or if they have a low self-esteem. And I think that's exactly what you're saying, Bill. These suicide bullies come after come after those that are weak or confused or sad or brokenhearted and they just prey on them. They do. They know, they know the strategy and they know what to do. And like you're saying, just the fact that the one girl had lost her best friend, and they immediately came after her. Of course, she's broken hearted. She would be the easiest one to um, to push into something horrific. So, parents, this is the the job is getting more and more complicated. But we are the greatest defenders of our children, and I know that is what your heartbeat message is, Bill. Defend our children and do all that it takes. In the, if they're in the educational system, rethink it. And if you feel like there's any problems going on, just know that there are kids that are beyond mean girls now. They will do anything because the hate has grown so big in the schools. Yes. The division is so wide now.
1: Well, there's one other thing the parents can do that and I suggest they do. You know, uh, Amy Henry has a heck of a, of a civil uh, lawsuit against that school. And uh, so there's one just take one California law firm Uh, on September 13th, 2023. This law firm obtained a twenty seven million dollar settlement settlement against Moreno Valley Unified School District, the largest school bullying settlement in U.S. history. Now, the difference between a settlement and a jury verdict is the school districts knew that they were wrong and knew that they faced a hundred million dollar jury verdict. So they settled for $27 million of taxpayer money. Of course, that resulted in the school board being wiped clean and the schools being completely um, re you know, uh, just renovated in terms of the, the personnel there. That same law firm mm. um, has also gotten uh, incredible uh, judgments. It's just one law firm, $102 million verdict for two students sexually abused and groomed by their band teacher. A uh, hundred million dollar settlement for multiple uh, plaintiffs in the Santa Monica school district. The city of Santa Monica covered up the abuse. A forty-five million dollar jury award for a minor who was assaulted with as many as fifteen different men in their in her school. Mm-hmm. And an eight million dollar settlement for a fifteen-year-old girl sexually abused and kidnapped by her teacher at San Gabriel Mission High School. So there is there are options. The only thing that the only thing that I can tell you that the school boards are really afraid of. Is publicity and lawsuits. Right, so we have to start suing these people for wrongful death when there's bullying involved, for uh, attempted murder when uh, when like uh, Amy Henry's daughter, uh, you know, was was so horribly abused by a by a a complicit school board. So um, really get tough with these people. Strap on your helmets. Strap on God's armor and get serious with these people because when they start saying publicly we're here, we're queer, we're coming after your children. When they start saying, um, when Joe Biden says there's no such thing as other people's children, that's time to draw a line in the sand right. starts and start fighting.
0: Yeah. Well, these mamas are, and so appreciate your uh, insight, uh, your energy, your passion. Um, it is disturbing on all levels, but this is what we have to do, right? We have to raise awareness. We have to write about it like you are in your articles. We have to speak about it at the school boards. And we have to let parents know that things like this are happening so they can protect, guide, and nurture their kids. And uh, those mama bears, I'll tell you, they will not let anyone come uh, between them and their kids. So um, I think you've inspired our moms to, uh, to figure it out and to, uh, to listen and to get involved, Bill. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Fight on moms and dads and, and grandparents just fight on.
0: Yeah. And you keep, uh, keep us uh, posted and keep writing and uh, we'll watch what you're doing out there. Thanks for your passion, sir.
1: Thanks so much. It was so nice uh, meeting you, Debbie.
0: Okay. Thanks, Bell. Bye. Boy, what a sobering discussion that was with Bill, um, but it needs to be said and we need to be talking about it again. Moms, please share this podcast with any of your mama friends, where their kids may be um, susceptible to this or dealing with this, we must, must stop this. So thanks again, Bill, and we do appreciate your time with us today. Um, moms, just on that, on that note, I do wanna let you know that we have so many webinars and seminars regarding all of these topics. We have um, booklets that will help you with your rights as a parent. We have gender confusion. We have critical race. We have social emotional learning. All of those booklets are on our website. And again, our seminars, our webinars, uh, we are here to help you um, with all of these tough topics. Uh, another topic that we do, that we offer to our moms is our signature program, and that is called the Cottage Meetings. Uh, you can find that information on our website as well. It's 12 lessons that will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage and teaching those um, l- those incredible um, principles of liberty to your kids, teaching hope, infusing them with encouragement and um, just America and the dreams that they have in this country. Uh, I know the world is telling them that it is hopeless, but we are teaching them that it is full of hope. So please check out our cottage meetings. Uh, All that again is on our website, momsforamerica.us. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we will be contacting you once a week with, um, information, uh, about the programs and the, um, special events that we have all across the country. So please sign up moms, uh, every week. I just want you to be encouraged, inspired, uh, knowing that you are the heartbeat of America. You are the heartbeat of your home. Um, you are truly, um, the greatest protectors. You are the mama bears. So, um, keep protecting, keep fighting, and keep saving America for your kids. So we love you, moms. We remind you this every week. We are changing our world one home at a time. Stay strong, and uh, I hope to see you next week. God bless.